your maker by Neville Goddard. Your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. By him all things are made, and although he has an unseen activity within you, without him is not anything made that is made. I ask you, as Paul asked the Corinthians, to examine yourselves to see if you are holding to your faith, to test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail to meet the test. I tell you, Jesus Christ is a power within you which you must find and test. Paul didn't say that Jesus Christ made only the good, but everything, be it good, bad, or indifferent. And Blake said, I know of no other Christianity and of no other gospel than the liberty both of body and mind who exercise the divine arts of imagination. Imagination, the real and external world into which we will live, when these vegetable mortal bodies are no more. The apostles knew of no other gospel. Now John Mills defines causation as the assemblage of phenomena, which occurring, some other phenomena, commence to appear in the world. In other words, causation is the assemblage of the imaginal state implying the fulfillment of desire, which feeling, feeling will activate and produce in the world. And H.G. Wells put it, this, put it this way. Throughout the ages, life is nothing more than a, containing, a continuing solution to a continuous synthetic problem. How many times have you said to yourself, if I only had X number of dollars, I could live comfortably. Then inflation appears and you are forced to use your creative power to construct an imaginal solution to your new problem. Webster defines a synthetic body as a compiling of separate elements, which produce a new form. In this world you will never find permanency, for something will penetrate the state you are now occupying and force you to conceive a new solution. This is how it is done. Do not judge the problem, rather ask yourself what, what its solution would be. Suppose you were in jail. The solution would be to be out of jail, pardoned, and sleeping in your own home. So while still confronted with the problem and lying on your cot in jail, you would close your eyes to the cell and feel you are now home, as a free man. Then fall asleep, allowing the maker of all things to create that, which will be seen out of that which does not appear. A few years ago, a lady in my San Francisco audience rose and said, My brother is in the army. I do not know what he did to cause his punishment, but he has been sentenced to six months of hard labor, and I want him set free. After establishing the fact that he would go to her apartment if he were free, I urged her to imagine he was there now. That night, this lady imagined, hearing the doorbell ring, rushing down the stairs, she opened the door to find her brother standing there, a free man. She rehearsed that scene over and over again until it seemed natural to her. One week later, while sitting in her apartment, the doorbell rang. She ran downstairs, opened the door, and embraced her brother, who told her he was honorably discharged. Who brought the action against him or who discharged him, I do not know. I only know the brother did not run away from the punishment, for the lady came to my meeting the next Sunday and shared her story with all who were there. 
Now, if she hadn't known this principle and put it into practice, she would have remained at home angry and frustrated for six months until her brother was released. All things are made by your imagination, for without imagining, nothing is made. Imagination is not limited to this level of consciousness. There are levels and levels of imagination. As your dreams and visions prove, this world is sustained by a divine imagining, which is human imagining on a higher level. Our imagination is keyed low, but we are called upon to exercise this power to examine ourselves to see if we are keeping our faith. On this level, faith is not complete until, through experiment, it becomes experience. Experiment with this statement. Whatever you desire, believe you have received it, and you will. Mark 11. If faith is not complete until, through experiment, it becomes experience, you must take an unseen objective and place it in an assemblage of mental states, which would apply its fulfillment. Then this desire must be activated. By entering into its center, feeling its reality, and walking in the faith that it will happen. I tell you, in a way you could not devise, what you have assumed will come into your world. You do not have to construct a bridge of incident to walk across. You simply move toward the fulfillment of what you have already prepared for yourself. Then, fulfill another desire the same way. And when it appears, you will know exactly what to do when confronted with any problem. You will simply turn your back upon it by constructing an imaginal scene which would imply the fulfillment of its solution. Activate it and let it come into being. Unfortunately, it is so easy to make the acceptance of Christianity a substitute for living by it. In New York City alone, there are more than one million people on relief and I dare say 90% of them claim to be Christians, yet do not know the meaning of Christianity. Christ is not on the outside, but within you, and when he appears, you will be like him. That is what we are promised in the book of John. Will you see someone on the outside who looks like you? No, Christ is in you, and he makes all things. Test him, and you will discover he is your imagination. When I was a boy, I lived in Barbados, unschooled, with no background whatsoever. I dreamed of coming to America. I became so enamored, or enamored with the idea that at the age of 17, my parents put me on a boat to America with $600 in my pocket. They thought I would come back once the money was gone. But I wanted to live in America so badly, I had to come and make it my home. Are you willing to become enamored over desire that much? Are you willing to fall in love with its fulfillment that you imagine it is yours now? If so, I promise you, it will outpicture itself in your world. And when it does, you will have found Christ for the words of Scripture. By him, all things are made, and without him is not anything made that is made or false. When you test your imagination, you will find he who produced your desire and the maker of all things. I have tested him numberless times. I have taught this principle to others who have tested him and shared their experiences with me. Now I know who Jesus Christ really is. The words, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins, are not spoken on the outside, but on the inside. 
Now, wearing a garment of flesh, my words appear to be coming from without. <clears throat> and one day I will seem to die and become a historical fact. But I am not speaking as an outer man. I am speaking as a true Jesus Christ who comes in every individual by unfolding a story as recorded in Scripture. There is only one story and only one being to play the part. That being is God. It is He alone who acts and is in all things. When the Old Testament fulfills itself in you, an individual, you will not be a spectator observing the drama, but the central actor. And knowing it is God alone who acts, you know you are He. And when you tell your story, those who hear you will see the garment of flesh you wear and think you have a double and are blaspheming the name of God. But knowing your father is he who men call God, you know your father, while men know not their God. While wearing a garment of flesh, I know my origin and destiny. For scripture has unfolded itself, unfolded itself in me. Many who hear my confession are not expecting this kind of revelation, so they shut me out as one who blasphemies God's name. But the words of Scripture are spoken from within. This statement is one you are saying to yourself. Unless I believe that I am He, I will die in my sins. To sin is to miss your desire. If you do not believe you are its creator, you are missing the mark. You must believe to achieve. You must assume you are already the person you want to be in order to become it. Although your assumption is denied by reason and your senses, if you will persist in your assumption, it will harden into fact. This is how something is made out of that which does not appear. Knowing what you want, assume your desire is already fulfilled by imagining a circle of friends are congratulating you. Fall asleep knowing that those who would empathize with you have already witnessed your good fortune, knowing, who, knowing you have put the fulfillment of your desire in motion, while confident that what you are assuming is true. And when it happens, share your experience with others in the hope that they will try it and it will work for them. It does not matter to me what others think, for I have found my father, the one the world worships and calls God to be my own wonderful human imagination. People who buy pictures of Jesus and hang them on the wall to bow before, yet the pictures are so unlike the artist who painted them. When Christ appears, you will be like him. This I know from experience. When Christ appeared in me, I was the one playing his part. Since God acts and is in all men, God puts himself into the central role and unfolds the eternal drama in each individual, who then knows that he is God. Last year I gave ten lectures in San Francisco. Just before the first meeting, a lady told me she thought I was the greatest teacher of truth in the world. I thanked her and began my lecture by stating that man is all imagination and God is man that the eternal body of man is the imagination, and that is God himself. Then I told the story of a lady who found herself sitting in a chair in a very large room when a self-propelled carriage appeared. The door opened, and I stepped out, wearing a cape and carrying a briefcase. Personifying sheer power, 
I entered the room and began to proclaim the power of God. As she looked at me, she said to herself, That is Neville, and yet it is God. Without giving her any sign of recognition, I finished my proclamation, turned, and, as though by appointment the carriage appeared, I entered it and vanished. I continued by telling everyone that life itself is a glorious play, which was conceived by God, directed by God, and every part is being played by God, that this world is like a glorious poem, which exists, not for itself, but for the one who conceived it. Falling in love with the world God had conceived, he wanted all of the characters to exist for themselves, but finding no one to play the parts, God died to his true identity in order to take upon himself the limitation of the characters in his play. Now playing the part of every individual, God experiences all, or experiences all of the tribulations of being man until he awakens in the character he is playing. I know I am Neville, the character in the play, but I also know I am God. This lady, who only a few minutes before had told me I was the greatest truth teacher in the world, was so shocked she never came back to the other lectures. She had expected me to conform to her little concept of God, and I did not. Instead, I boldly proclaimed that we were all God, even though we were not all aware of it. Unless the story told in the Gospels concerning Jesus Christ awakens and unfolds in the individual, that individual does not know that he is the Christ. Paul found Christ to be his human imagination and urged everyone to test himself. Like Paul, I urge you to test your human imagination. You do not need the money or the time to go anywhere in your imagination, yet you can put yourself there just as though you had made the trip. If you do, and your circumstances change so that the money and the time appears, allowing you to go, have you not found Jesus Christ to be your imagination? This is what scripture teaches. But man has personified the story and made Jesus Christ into a little idol to bow before. When the true God is the human imagination, all things are made by the human imagination. Imagine something that is now a fact. Persist in your imaginal act, and when it becomes a fact, you have found God, and once you have found him, never let him go. At the end of the drama, it is said that one who knew Jesus betrayed him. Now, in order to betray someone, you must know his secret. So the one who knows the secret betrays him. That one is self. God is self-revealed. Unless God reveals to you, or God reveals himself to you, how will you ever know him? Turning to those who did not know him, Jesus said, Now that you have found me, do not let me go. But let all these go. Let every belief of a power on the outside go. But do not let the belief in your powerful imagination go, for truth is within you. When you find the maker in yourself, then no matter what arguments the priesthoods may give, do not believe them. For the Christ you seek is a human imagination. Tomorrow you may forget and be penetrated by rumors which disturb your body and cause you to suffer. When this happens, you must reestablish your harmony by imagining things are as you desire them to be. Living in this wonderful world, we cannot stop the penetration. To perceive another, 
that other must first penetrate your brain. Therefore, he is within you as well as on the outside and independent of your perception. Cities, mountains, rivers, and streams must first penetrate your brain for you to be aware of them. At that moment of awareness, they are within you, even though they still maintain a certain independence of your perception and are without. Treat this inner penetration seriously, and you will discover all you need to do is adjust your thinking, that you are all imagination and must be wherever you think you are. If you want to contact a friend, simply adjust yourself to his community by making there, here, and then now. Visit him in his home by penetrating it within yourself. Give him your message and see his eyes light up with the pleasure of your words. If God is in you, is there any place where God is not? And if there is no place where imagination is not, where would you go to be where you want to be? If everything penetrates you, then you must choose what you want and adjust yourself into the feeling that you are already there. You will know you have arrived when you view the world from there. Motion can be detected only by a change of position relative to another object. While physically sitting in a chair, you appear not to move. But because everything penetrates you, by a mental adjustment, you can think from awareness of being the person you want to be. How will you know you have changed? By the expression on the faces of your friends. If they now see the new you, then you have moved. So let them look at you until their faces tell you that they are seeing that which you are assuming is true. There must always be a frame of reference from which you must move. Your frame is your friends. Who would know of any change in your life? If I died, motion would be detected. As one friend would call another, who would call another, and finally dozens of people would know that Neville had died. If, on the other hand, I became a millionaire, that same reaction would occur. After assuming you are now what you want to be, make your friends your frame of reference by hearing them congratulate you. Feel the reality of their actions. Relax in the peace of knowing it is done. And when it comes to pass, you have found Christ, for it is he who makes all things. And without him is not a thing made that is made. You made your life change by finding Christ to be your imagination. I tell you, God became you with all of your weaknesses and limitations, that you may become imagination. Becoming your imagination, God exists in us and we in him. Our eternal body is the imagination, and that is God himself. And God alone acts. He can act the part of the fool or the king, the poor or the rich man. Every desire is a state, moving into your desire, and God will play that part, as you. If you desire riches, yet do not know this power, you will remain poor, because you are looking for God on the outside. Trying to coerce him into giving, your wealth, giving you wealth for acquiring merit. You can spend your life acquiring merit, and be so good the world will think you are wonderful, yet remain poor. Man must seek and find his true identity within himself. For he, and he alone, is the revealer and maker of everything in this world. I have never seen Neville do anything. I was never a spectator, but the actor playing the part. Now, wearing this garment of decay called Neville, when I tell my story, people are shocked. They think I am blasphemous by making these bold claims 
Yet I can no more deny my mystical experiences than I can deny the simplest evidence of my senses. I know what I ate tonight, yet its memory is not as vivid to me as my experiences of scripture. So I say to all, the one who makes everything is the human imagination. This may seem cruel to one who is now experiencing pain, but it is true. I have suffered, I have known physical pain, even though I may say I caught the flu, I know I caught it within me. I read the paper where I learned that 50% of people had the flu, and becoming a statistic, I made it 51. I have experienced its aches and pains, and learned a lesson. Now I know that even though I have experienced a drama of Jesus Christ, I am still subject to everything man is subject to. I know that I cannot point to any other cause other than my own imagination. As cause cannot come from the outside, if I am in pain, the cause is mine. We are told in Galatians said God, your imagination is not mine. That as you sow, so shall you reap. See yonder fields, the sesame was sesame, the corn was corn, the silence and the darkness knew, and so is a man's fate born. So I repeat, causation is the assemblage of mental states, which occurring produces that which the assemblage implies. Assemble a mental state which implies you are now what you want to be. Enter into the state. Remain there until you become one with it by performing it or acts as though they were outer ones. Can you continue to do so and watch, for your outer world will change as these inner acts become facts in your world. And don't think you will ever find a stopping place. No state you have ever created will endure unmoved, undisturbed forever because every moment of time you are being penetrated your idea of perfection and harmony today will be disturbed tomorrow forcing you to use your talent to construct an imaginal change your departure from this world will be so only to those who cannot follow you into another section of the same world there you will continue to imagine until the gospel story repeats itself in you it will for it is the story of god awakening and being born in man. Where God is not in man, as is human imagination, the story cannot be repeated. But when it erupts and Christ unfolds within the individual, he leaves a section of time to enter an entirely new age called the kingdom of God. You can prove your all imagination if you believe it, for you live by your beliefs. Lip service is not enough. Belief must become alive. Do you really believe your imagination makes all things? Then test yourself and see. When confronted with any problem, immediately construct an imaginal solution. Enter into that image and abide in its truth. Always remember who the Maker is, for He makes things out of that which does not appear. He is like Quicksilver, but you can test Him best in a daydream. Fawcett said, Divine imagining is like pure imagining in ourselves. It lives in the very depth of our soul, underlining all of our faculties, including perception. But streams into our surface mind, least disguised in the form of creative fantasy. All dreams proceed from God, whether they be in the day or night. Everything is preceded by a dream, called an imaginal act. Take me seriously and test the maker in you. Examine yourselves to see if you are holding to your faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? 
unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Second Corinthians 13. I hope you will find out that you have not failed. Now let us go into the silence.